Welcome to The Do Zone, where real entrepreneurs share real strategies about getting things done. I'm your host, Josh Thomas. Tag me at JT Literally and show me what you do in The Do Zone. Every week, I'll pick the best post to feature across all most social networks. This podcast is brought to you by Factor One. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur who's looking to hit seven figures this year, there are three key shifts you need to make right now in order for it to be possible. Go to IamFactor1.com now and I'll show you exactly what those three key shifts are and how you can get them set up for your business in less than six minutes. Once again, that's IamFactor1.com. Today's guest is Eddie Rodriguez. Eddie has worked with hundreds of people looking to build financial independence and freedom, building wealth, building real wealth, and looking to be the boss rather than making money for the boss. Franchise ownership mitigates risk far greater than startups and comes with tremendous support. It is a natural transition between traditional employment and business ownership. Eddie, welcome to the Do Zone. Tell us something you believe is the key to getting stuff done that most people wouldn't think of. Thanks, Josh. Good to be with you. I always try to tell my clients to keep it simple. Stay focused on what you want to accomplish and how you want to best live your next life. If people stay focused on how, what they want to accomplish and how they want to live their next life, um, then do it. At the end of the day, like your show, you know, uh, you know, it's called, it's really simple to just dream. It's not so simple to just do. But um, the fact about staying focused about what you want to truly accomplish and how you want to live your life is my best advice. And I, I like how you use the word your next life. And uh, could you just expand upon that a little bit? What does that mean conceptually when you say, how do you want to live your next life? Well, I work with hundreds of candidates and always talk about their resumes, what they've done, which is important because that channels your experience, skill set. But I always try to get people to focus on, okay, that's what you've done. What do you want to do next? Do you want to change the way you live your life? What is it that would make you really excited about getting up in the morning to go build your, your best next life? And I'm a big believer that people can crunch numbers and do all the analytics that they want. If you wake up in the morning and you're really excited about what you do, I truly am a big believer that that's nine tenths of the game right there. Hmm. Well said. So I, I love the idea of the next life. And, you know, hey, this is all the things that you've done. What do you want to do? And, uh, you know, as human beings, we're almost wired against that for some reason. Like, what have you done? What do you want to do? One of the ways that I see that come out is when you ask somebody, what do they want? Uh, the the knee jerk, the easiest reaction and response that they typically give is, well, I can tell you what I don't want. <laughs> and like, yeah, great. But that's not what I asked you. You know, I, I don't know if uh, whoever whoever has had a girlfriend or a wife or or, you know, or a husband or boyfriend, you know, like, honey, what do you want for dinner? Well, I don't want tacos and I don't want pizza. I don't want Yeah, no, 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 no. What, what do you want? I get that all the time, John. I ask people, you're you're spot on with that. What is it that you want to do next? And they give me a litany of what they don't want. So I prompt people, what do you love to do? Do you love sports? Do you like art? Do you love music? What do you love to do? 
how can I help you channel your experience and your skill set and perhaps doing something that you're really passionate about? So let's talk about what you do want to do. Um, but you're right. People tend to know what they don't want to do. My service provides people with a path to clearly focus on what they do want to do. So that's what I do. <laughs> and, and so, well, let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, I know that we we mentioned in your uh, in your bio that a franchise is a lower risk than a startup. Uh, and so, talk to me a little bit about the difference between let's say purchasing a franchise and purchasing an already existing and operating business. I know there's a there's definitely some differences there because a franchise right. is could be a startup or it could be an existing uh, res, uh, restaurant or business that's already running under the franchise name. Could you just talk to me a little bit about the, the differences between the two? Yeah, franchises are all regulated and even governed by the Federal Trade Commission. You get transparent information because the FTC demands that. You get to see what other people are doing sales-wise in a franchise disclosure document, a true legal document that the FTC, if they find discrepancies or a company trying to you know, lie about their numbers, they shut them down. It's a, it's a business that's already been created, perfected. It comes with systems manuals, operating manuals, technology support, marketing support. You're right. You and I can go out and buy a local coffee shop that's been in business for a few years. You're going to talk to the owner. You're going to trust that the owner is going to be very, as transparent and honest about where their business is at. Um, and, and then it's all up to you. You now buy the business, you're in business in that coffee shop, you're your own director of technology and marketing person, and, and at the end of the day, it falls all on your shoulders. When you become a franchise owner, you're in business for yourself in your market, but not by yourself. There's a real corporate franchise entity for you to talk to, to get you the kind of support that you would need to give you your best chance of succeeding. That, that's really the biggest difference. And, and just out of curiosity, that, that brought up a question for me. So everything's regulated uh, and there's transparency. Are there minimum requirements to uh, start to franchise your business? Is there certain expectations that we should have that that are legally required, like all of those operating manuals? Is that is that written in stone somewhere where this is what it takes to be a franchise? Well, what I tell my clients, Josh, is if you want to do your own thing exactly as you want to do it, don't explore franchises. The real reason to seriously consider being a franchise ownership is to embrace the fact that that franchise has already been created. It's been perfected. They've hit the roadblocks. They know how to overcome the challenges and they provide you with a template for success. Now, that's not to say that, let's say you live in Minneapolis, Minnesota, where I live in Miami, and you want to tweak, whether it's a brick and mortar location or something else, to tailor it to your specific market. But generally, the most successful franchise owners are the ones that really follow, I call it drink the Kool-Aid. This is the way the company says you have your best chance of succeeding. If you embrace that, your chances of succeeding are far greater than for you to go AWOL and try to do things your way. And in your experience uh, in working with different franchises, uh, you can leave out the names if you'd like, uh, but I'm curious to hear if there's been one that 
was just a total train wreck and one that was a complete home run, preferably if it's, it's one that just like you expected it to go the other way. Is there any kind of like interesting, juicy stories that you've seen in dealing with these different franchises? Yeah, the answer is yes. At the end of the day, franchises are businesses. That's what they are. They're all uniquely different. They're all governed by that same Federal Trade Commission. But whether it's founders or development people at those franchises, they're running the business. So no different than a startup company. Um, they're all uniquely different. And yes, I have been surprised by some that I thought would be, wow, incredible, amazing. And then they don't really support the franchisee as advertised or the marketing that they said that they would provide, not really. And others that far exceed my expectations. My advice to my clients is don't leave any stone unturned. Talk to other owners in the system. Ask them, would you do this again? Mm -hmm. Are they supporting you as advertised? Are you meeting the expectations that you set for yourself? If the FTC allows you to have those kinds of validation calls with other owners, do it. Don't rush. So the process works when people trust the process and are patient to do their due diligence properly. Okay. Yeah, makes sense. And uh, and so just so I get uh, an idea uh, as perspective, uh, why would I, and this would help me as a potential franchisee, because this is one thing that I don't understand sometimes. Why would I, if I run a successful business that I've systematized, what do I gain from franchising that out to some other person where I'm only collecting a tiny fraction of uh, whatever franchise fee or something like that? What do I gain from franchising my business? Yeah, I help um, a ton of people that have successful local businesses that often over weekends or beer or whatever go man, I wish I had an office in Chicago or a shop in LA. The problem with that is you have to use your own financial and human capital to build that. Mm -hmm. What you gain is you're using other people's human and financial capital to build your brand. So it allows you to start the process of becoming a national brand. Then you become visible because you're national. So eyes are upon you and perhaps your exit strategy of selling the business that you worked so hard for in your local market gets looked at uh, by some company goes, who the heck is this Josh Thomas Inc? And why are, do I keep seeing them pop up in different markets? So that's the big difference. You're utilizing other people's efforts, capital and energies to help build your brand into a much more scalable business. Okay, that makes sense. And so what that means is I have a vested interest in this, not just financially, uh, but also this is this is my brand. This is this is what I own. I'm protecting this company because it may become a saleable, valuable asset for me down the road. Yeah. Fra as a franchisor, when you do what I just described, you still are in control of your brand. You own the intellectual property. So people can't open up Josh, Josh Thomas Inc. somewhere and do whatever the heck they want, because what you do, they have to sign a franchise agreement. If they don't follow the, what that agreement says, you take the franchise back and you yeah. find somebody else that does follow it. And then the other thing you gain is you get royalties every single month on the gross revenues of that franchisee across the nation. So there are a lot of reasons why franchising your business makes sense 
if you want to grow your business into more than just a local business. Makes sense. And uh, so uh, the probably the best franchising movie of recent memory is probably the founder, the one about Ray Kroc. Uh, how how close to reality was that movie to what actually happened? And is uh, is is that kind of some of the jockeying for position that happens with with franchises in general? Yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> I've, I've I've seen a lot of Ray Kroc type stories in the franchise world. Um, names will be withheld, but there are a lot of stories like that where um, somebody took a gamble on an idea and really truly believed in it and literally slowly but surely developed a, a more finely tuned concept that just catches on. Um, I, nameless, a couple of young guys started this automotive industry brand a few years ago. Um, literally, they just had a local business in the Southwest and they decided to franchise their business. They now have about 380 franchises around the country, a master one in Canada and in Mexico. And I think they're in their early 30s. So it caught fire. And I've seen that happen a lot in the franchise industry. And in, in what uh, about this uh, about this nameless uh, franchise here? What do you think was the number one reason that that a, a, a local business like that just caught on so quickly? It's again, franchises are just like any business. If you have a distinctive, disruptive business concept that has a real need in the marketplace that is trending, um, whether it's a startup business or a franchise. It has a chance of catching on. And, and many of your listeners probably can name quite a few brands where that's the case. The biggest one is, is Amazon. I remember the first time I walked into a Starbucks in Seattle many years ago going, what the heck? A, a, a coffee place? Who's going to make money at this? Well, obviously, I wasn't very smart. Um, Amazon's another giant that you go, really? Somebody's going to sell all kinds of stuff online. And fast forward, Jay Bezos goes to the bank a lot more often than any of, of us. So it was distinctive. It was disruptive. Somebody came up with a great concept. No different than franchises. These two guys had a disruptive, distinctive idea that filled a unique niche in the marketplace that wasn't being filled. So that's the answer. Awesome. <laughs> and, and so who is the best fit to engage with you and, and what is it that you help them do? I help people that are serious about exploring, considering options in their professional life and even in their personal life. I work with many people that go, Eddie, you know what? I'm tired of these 60 to 80 hour work weeks. I want a semi-absentee opportunity. I want to go see my kids play soccer or lacrosse more often if I want to bag out on Friday afternoons. So someone like that, that is tired of the corporate America grind. I also talk to people that want a second income stream. They want a more passive income stream and aren't totally comfortable with their corporate job today. So they can keep their job for a while, invest in a franchise that has semi-absentee opportunities, and eventually as that franchise business scales, quit and start running their business full-time. Um, or somebody that just is sick and tired of, of you know working for somebody else. They're tired of the corporate grind. They hate their life. 
They want to be the boss. They want to be in charge of their own destiny and build equity, own something. I work with people that want legacy businesses. I want to leave a business for my kids. So the profile of our clients runs the gamut. It could be all kinds of people with different life experiences and more importantly, different goals that they've set for themselves. But they have to be serious. I, I can smell a tire kicker um, from about 10 miles away. The people go, hey, can you send me some things via email? And I won't do that. So the, the, the broader answer to your question is, I love working with serious people that just want to explore. No commitment, but are serious about considering the option that I bring to the table. Awesome. And where can we go to learn more about that? Easy. My website is um, The Franchise Tailor, T-A-I-L-O-R, as if you're tailoring your new suit, thefranchisetailor.com. My email is just as easy, eddie, E-D-D-I-E, at thefranchisetailor.com. Or old school, pick up the phone, call my office, 305-460-9925. Happy to talk to anyone that wants to explore franchise ownership. You got it. This has been awesome, man. I really appreciate you sharing this with us. We're going to wrap up from here. Uh, for those of you who want to learn more about franchising opportunities and have an open and honest conversation with Eddie Rodriguez, we really appreciate him coming on and sharing all of this wisdom. You can go and learn more at thefranchisetailor.com. And for those of you who are listening to us on your morning commute or in your workout or you're somewhere out in the field, be sure to snap a selfie and tag me at JT Literally. Tell me what you do in the do zone. And also, if you're ready to break the seven-figure barrier with your business, but you know what got you here ain't going to get you there, we can help. Go to imfactor1.com now and let's see how much impact we can make in less than six minutes. Know this, you are factor one for your own success. Now let's get to work. If you're a small business doing at least six figures and you're trying to level up, but you keep getting smacked down, pay attention. There are outside forces at play that you're almost certainly not aware of. No, I'm not talking about the president, the economy, the Federal Reserve, or inflation. I'm also not talking about your industry, your competition, or current market conditions. I'm talking about you. There are invisible forces that are keeping you from breaking through to the next barrier in your business. That's why you keep repeating the same cycle year after year. You think next time will be different, but what you don't realize is that you're running through a huge maze and your opponent has every turn memorized because your opponent built the maze. Until you get your hands on a map and come up with a plan of attack and execute it, you're just going to keep running circles over and over and you'll lose every time. You'll never find the exit without a plan. The good news is your opponent is predictable. Your opponent follows the rules. You can beat your opponent because you don't have to follow the rules. You see, you have free will. Your opponent is restricted to the rules of the game, but you can make your own rules. You just got to have a plan. And in order to get a plan, you first have to take responsibility for putting yourself in that maze without a map to begin with. Because you are factor one for your own success. Your opponent is your comfort zone. If you're ready to stop running circles in the same circuit year after year and finally break free from the maze, join factor one. We are a unique development program for six-figure entrepreneurs. We'll airdrop into your exact location of the maze with a paper and pen, and we'll help you draw a clean map to the exit using our bird's eye view. We'll also arm you with the tools you need to defend yourself properly, and we'll walk with you shoulder to shoulder to make sure you get out safely this time. 
We don't leave anybody behind that doesn't want to be left there. Join us. Go to imfactor1.com right now, and let's talk about getting you out of that maze once and for all.